0: Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steph and Maria's podcast. Um, today's topic is about planning fallacy. And this is actually a topic that Maria is very passionate about. Um, Maria, why don't you tell us why why why, why is planning, planning fallacy so important for you? Or why did you come up with this topic? Hello, everyone. Well, I think the question should be why
1: the planning uh, fallacy is important to everyone. It should be important to everyone. Because all of us come across planning once at least once hopefully more times in our life like but uh, it comes to picking the right school right career right university right person right partner um, we can't pick the right kids i guess but <laughs> but you can do some planning around it right I think that that's why I um I obviously hit a lot of bumps um on, on on my roads when when i I was driving my life car, as you call it. and so um, yeah, obviously it also came like to we, we we can't be perfect planners and that's why I became really interested um in this topic. and yeah, I'm just wanted to discuss and I'm not an expert by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember we, because we were talking about the different topics we could, um, you know, uh, talk about in this podcast. And then, no matter in which direction I went, you we said like, "Hmm." And we talk about we could talk about planning fallacy. And I'm like, "So, what does planning fallacy really mean to you? Like, how would you define it?" Maria. Uh, well, before we move
1: into the definitions, right? I I just kind of wanted to share uh, my personal story. Mm-hmm. Like why uh, it's so close to my heart and why I care about it. I mean, ultimately, like maybe the last uh, ex- latest example from my life is uh, business planning, right? As you know, I, I run my own business or a, a startup um, that I've been working on for a year and a half now. And the good example is um, startup planning, right? Financial planning. So um, I don't want to go into details, but like the uh, the plan was uh, for both me and my co-founder to quit our jobs and launch the company um, shortly after. Let's say we gave ourselves, okay, we'll quit our job in uh, June, July. Uh, by the end of August, everything will be smooth and running. Um, we collaborated with partners, um, an IT development company um, who gave us a lot of quotes and we did our thorough research. We talked to uh, five or seven different companies based in different countries, got a lot of quotes and we were so sure about our planning. So we uh, made the uh, worst case scenario, uh, best case scenario, and obviously something that's a more realistic scenario that will probably happen. And we were so happy about it. Um, so we thought we calculated everything. And we, we got all these quotes from seven companies, all these different scenarios, put it all in the spreadsheet, analyzed all, all these numbers. And then we budgeted it uh, for the worst case scenario, obviously. Okay, yeah. That's what you should do, right? Like, don't be that optimistic. But I think what happens, even our worst case scenario is always too optimistic. And I think we found it the hard way. Not only we were delayed and we actually, instead of launching in August, we actually launched at the end of November, which uh, was a huge issue something you potentially could have anticipated or maybe couldn't. And that's something we're going to discuss now. Um, the second thing, the costs tripled even from the worst case scenario, like there are costs we couldn't anticipate. And, uh, and even both me and my co-founder are the, I mean, we're pretty optimistic. Uh, it's, um, it's still kind of even being optimistic is good to some extent. But that's basically what happened. And that's why it happened recently. Uh, lesson learned. We launched successfully. Everything goes well. But still, uh, this is
0: kind of um, budget issues. is a huge concern for me. And I won't avoid it in the future. Right. Okay. So it sounds like to me that um, when it comes to planning fallacy, it's more around um, that we think we have everything under control and that we kind of try to map out a roadmap. And even with the worst case scenario that you plan for, it still wasn't the reality so to speak and some something else still went wrong even though you went in with a very very pessimistic view said it
1: yeah exactly so now on to definition and actually i i i quote uh, my favorite book and that's where i read about um the planning um fallacy is um thinking fast and slow and i recommend it to every single person you should read it once in your life don't tell me it's boring stuff <laughs> Why not? I just told you <laughs>
0: before the podcast. Yeah, but uh, the,
1: the way Daniel Kahneman, who's a um, um, winner of the Nobel Prize, like who defines um, the planning fallacy, it's basically fl- plans plants and forecasts that are unrealistically close to best case scenarios. Even in your head, it's not the best case scenario. You're still planning um, somewhere like close to the optimistic scenario, because that's why we're humans and we tend to be optimists. And the other thing what, what um, Daniel is saying in his book, uh, without optimists, nothing will happen in our life. Business will stop working because the optimists, they, this foolish optimists, they do drive business and they are the ones who make mistakes, right? Um, that's, um, there's so many examples, actually. Uh, like, I mean, the, 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 there are millions of examples. My favorite, it came from Daniel Kahneman's uh, book, it's about Scottish uh, Parliament. Have you been to Edinburgh, um, Stephanie? I did. Yes, I have been. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, did you have a chance to, to go to
0: see the Parliament building? Oh, gosh, it's been such a long time ago. I may have seen it, but I'm more of a nature person, so I might have skipped the buildings overall. <laughs> 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 well, I obviously, yeah, I, I I went to the Arthur's seat as well. So for me,
1: nature is really important another topic for another podcast but uh, the um, uh, I went to see the parliament and it's uh, it's an amazing impressive building I think what impressed me about it was that um, everything was written in uh, Scottish Gaelic and I realized how close it was to the Irish language and I used I, I I lived in Ireland at the time and I was like oh wow that's kind of it shows how close the cultures are anyway enough about that the main thing but um, about Scottish parliament and um, planning um, palace for everyone to know that they started this project in 1997. And um, the uh, first quote um, that they had was 40 million pounds. So, which is around what is, I mean, I don't know, in dollars, probably like 50, 60 million dollars. Uh, That was back um, more than 20 years ago. Um, The next year, I mean, 1999, the cost went up to 109 right so it's already tripled um then it went to 200 so stephanie question um to you um mm-hmm. how much do you think uh the project finally cost the government and actually scottish government and the taxpayers
0: in when it was completed in 2004 so we started off at 40 then yeah. we ended up at 109. And then I think we even reached 200. You already indicated that this number would be um, definitely higher uh, out of what about like 500? Oh, OK. Well, not, not quite, but uh, they finished at 431 um, billion pounds, right? in that's uh, huge. that's massive like if you start at 40 and you end up at oh, did i say billion i like, think was
1: million sorry million
0: not billion. it does yeah but like points. even if it, 40 million even and like you end up at what was it 440 yeah, or something 10 million, times. that's crazy it's 10x 10x yeah, so X does X that not does this mean we should like always spend 10x the, the amount of time or 10x the amount of budget that's required for something i would say
1: depends on the situation and actually we talk about mitigation later uh but
0: you're not that wrong um but yeah do you have any examples like that have you well i i think since i'm born in germany everybody will know the berlin airport right they started off i think it was in 2005 with 1.9 billion as estimated budget and they ended up at that's the last information i have actually taken from statista which is a website on statistics Um, And uh, this website claims it was um, at six billion. So instead of 1.9, so let's round it up to two billion, it ended up to be three times the amount, which is actually quite interesting. So I assume like the larger the projects, the larger the budgets, the bigger the pain (laughs) at the end of the day, right? Because if you think about smaller projects, such as how long does it take me to photograph my entire wardrobe from a personal perspective because I just wanna get it done. I look into it and I make an estimation of how long it might take me um, and I still would get it wrong, right? I mean, it also has a little bit to do with procrastination <laughs> because this thing seems to be so huge. So I, I look into it and then I procrastinate and I don't even get to do it. At the end of the day, by the way, I started today and it was really not a big deal. Uh, it took me just an hour or something, but this is, I think with planning fantasy, it can go two ways. It can be that we don't estimate enough budget or enough time but when we go into procrastination i feel like we're prone to overestimate how much time something takes or overestimate how much effort something takes is that the same thing does it still fall under planning uh, fallacy? i
1: think it's a bit a uh, different topic so and i think we should do another podcast on procrastination
0: yes Maybe. sure but doesn't it like with planning fallacy still it's like planning fallacy in my definition if i understood it right it just means that whatever we think we're planning and whatever we think how right or wrong we're about it, um, we're never getting 100% accurate, but there are certain things that we can do. And I think that when it comes to planning fallacy, it, it doesn't only mean that we plan too little amount of budget or too little amount of time, but it can also be the opposite of it, that we plan too much time for something, and which has different consequences to your point, yeah. right? Consequences, with procrastination, versus if something costs way much more than we anticipated, or it takes longer time than we thought it would be, that has, again, other, um, uh, what do you say, it has other consequences, right? But isn't I, that still both planning fallacy, like uh, making a mistake in terms of, like, accuracy in planning something? Or, or how do you define planning fallacy? I think you're right. It's definitely, but what you're
1: saying, it's probably, um, it's a similar, it's a parallel topic. It's not exactly planning fallacy because in this case you're actually stopping yourself from doing an activity because you can't accurately estimate it at all, right? You're not even you thinking, oh my god, it takes six months, but in reality, it takes way le- less. So it's basically it, it's related. I agree. So it's just do your homework and 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 calculate better and plan better. But basically, planning fallacy is how to do that, how to plan better.
0: Oh, perfect right. so how do we do how do we plan Ooh. better
1: well let's first um look at the root causes right why do people actually make these mistakes in planning right first of all and um the key one is like as already i, I alluded to it as the um the optimism of planners and um decision makers because uh, like Nothing in our life, as I said, in politics, in business, in personal life, nothing will, um, will go forward without people uh, who are optimistic. They're, they're much needed, but then these optimistic CEOs of the companies make very, very bad decisions. But then if they weren't there, right, that's a kind of a chicken and egg, then nothing would have happened, right? Like, so these are people usually drive forward. But do they do it uh, in the right way? Is there something we can do to help them? Uh, and I'm actually one of this uh, unrealistic optimists, so I'm, I'm usually thinking like. And another thing about, about uh, planning policy, I'm always late, <coughs> and um, uh, because I'm and, and they say being being late is um, habit a, a bad habit of optimistic people because I always think everything will be on time, right? The bus will come on time to the airport. The train will be on time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's how it works, and that's the key reason, right, why it happens. So, can we mitigate it? Can we get rid of all this optimistic people? Probably bad idea. It will be a very sad realistic world <laughs> maybe i be an opposite right a pessimistic world where we stop trying because if you're pessimistic or you you're thinking this will take so long as you just said you will stop trying
0: so it's a bit like thanks to the optimists at least we do have a new airport or at least we do have a parliament and otherwise it would have never happened
1: exactly you're absolutely right yeah but then When we talk about uh, mitigation, right, what's important Mm -hmm. to know is um, that we shouldn't stop those people. We just should help them to help themselves and and try to be more realistic. So, um, the mitigation, if you look um, at the um, the, uh, very, like the way, uh, again, Daniel um, Kahneman um, describes it in his book. He's saying it's, it's not now going to be very uh, scientific and boring definition, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll describe it later. It's basically to mitigate it. You should ignore distributional um, information. Sorry, you shouldn't ignore distributional information. Um, when we start planning, we don't look at all possible scenarios. We don't look at things that happened in the past. We don't analyze it enough, right? do look at this um, distributional information and look at all possible scenarios. Even you think, okay, majority of people get here, or like it's, it's a, the, the price was bad, like that, for minority it was this, but let's look at every single scenario. Let's capture as much data as we can. And statistics is our like best friend here, because all the projects you undertake, they happen somewhere. Someone already done it, and thanks to the internet, they can share.
0: I'm just wondering, um... I'm just wondering, uh, picking up on what we were just talking about, if you were to go back, um, what would you do differently?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, Because the one thing we'll definitely do differently, we will analyze and look at similar um, uh, projects, uh, startup projects in the past. And we could have done it. We could have talked to many people in the industry and say, like, okay, we're building this marketplace. Um, What do you think the estimate should be? um but don't ask one person try to get uh, a different point of view depending on the situation the country you base location arm your it costs it's very it's a it's a lot of work and it will i should we should have spent way longer on uh, prepping instead of launching like diving into it and and just doing it which is a great attitude right let's do it uh but yeah don't ignore it don't ignore statistics don't ignore others and what they tell you
0: it sounds like a little bit like, wasn't it Albert Einstein who said, if I had one more hour or so to live, I would spend 55 minutes. Don't quote me completely on this, but I would uh, spend 55 minutes on planning how I would want to spend the last hour or something. And <laughs> the last five minutes is how, how I would learn how to plant a uh, plant a tree. Something like this. So completely wrong, but you know, do you know this quote? Uh, no, I actually never heard of it. Yeah, so it, it reminds me there's a lot more planning, and then uh, the very with very focused um, mindset, then in the execution, right? Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so very very interesting. And um, do you like um, I don't know what Daniel Kahneman said, but is there a specific limit um, or a minimum amount of people that we need to to uh, to ask? Or what's what's the number at which we can say, okay, this has been enough planning. Now we can go.
1: Ah, uh, good question. It will be very different by industry, and obviously it should be statistically meaningful, right? You can't just ask a friend of yours how long it took them. Uh, try to ask as many friends as possible, if feasible for you. And the other thing, and there is another mitigation, another kind of way to mitigate: take an outside view. It's very hard to take this outside view when you're in the depth of your project, right? You're working hard on it, and you focus ask as many people outside from different backgrounds what they think and then they they will give you like make um sort of make um your choice based based on all this inputs i think it's important statistics and outside view uh maybe just stop working on your project i don't know maybe advice from me stop working on a project for a week and just kind of come all refreshed and look at it from outside and say okay this is uh, all going wrong way. We should uh, rethink, stop, and maybe just cancel the project, right? If we can't afford to pay for it, for example.
0: Yeah, that's what has been my question. Exactly, that's what has been my question. If if somebody would have come to you at the start of uh, beginning of your startup and would have told you, um, I don't know if it's now the triple amount that you had planned in terms of time or budget, but if they had come to you and said to you, it's do you think uh, your your number is going to be X, make it 3X time? Would you then still have started the, the the startup or would you have said like, well, okay, so if that's the cost, then I'm out. Well, being an optimist, we would probably, we would
1: have started anyway, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's, uh, it's just like, we would have been more realistic with our um, expectations and I mean, there are so many ways you can mitigate it. And now we're like, in our case, we could, we could have um, stayed at work longer, right? To cover the costs, spend less, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we could have done that, obviously, but yeah. But then we might have uh, us working and working in startup, right, working full-time day job and working in startup like at night. Um, that would have delayed it potentially, right? that's another thing to take into consideration how ask your friends who are um who are doing two jobs at a time how long it takes um to take um the startup off the ground
0: absolutely yeah because they are not very focused on it and from uh, because i'm also working as a coach and um the planning fallacy comes into place from a slightly different perspective as well as where the calendar is full of meetings and um, and you have different projects and a lot of project managers in case we have project managers, managers listening to us, they, they have so many different heads at the same time and so many deadlines and roadmaps to think and care about. And a lot of times when I when I have a chance to coach someone like this, um, it's very often this overwhelming to say like, oh my God, like my calendar is already fully packed and I have those deadlines. And then I ask the question, so who sets those deadlines? Yeah, well, sometimes it was somebody else, but very often than not, we are we are the only ones who set specific deadlines to ourselves, right? Sometimes to motivate us, to get us actually do some something. But what I learned for myself is to really put in buffers. So if I think nowadays that um, something will take me two hours, I just make it a double amount, period. And it may not be, it might even instead of two hours, just be one hour. But uh, I learned for myself that I don't want to get stressed at the end of the day and, put too many things on my plate. It also, by the way, helps me to say no much easier because in my mind, it's like, nope, I'm already completely booked up, no chance. And I say it with a good conscience. Um, and that has actually so far served me quite well.
1: It's a really good advice.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm very, very curious what our um, listeners um, have as a best practice as well as how, to, how do they plan the day. Maybe that's even a topic for another podcast. How do you plan your own time, time management to ensure that you're not overwhelmed, but at the same time also ensure that you planned enough budget and also enough time to get stuff done at the end of the day, no?
1: Absolutely. It's a great question. And I think we can also invite a couple of experts to talk about it because both of us we're not experts. We're trying we're just exploring this topic and and see how we can help ourselves and uh, friends and, and our listeners to plan better.
0: Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was a really interesting topic. Thanks so much for, A, preparing everything for today's podcast, Maria, and um, on the planning fallacy, because listeners, you have to understand, um, there's another word for planning fallacy, and I had absolutely no idea how to pronounce it. So Maria was kind enough to just call it planning fallacy. (laughs) For me, much, much, much easier to pronounce this one. Um, And I think it's indeed a topic that all of us... um, uh, face on a day-to-day basis and I don't even want to talk about the the parents with the kids nowadays and all the planning they have to do with COVID and at home and being somewhere else and all the changes that are happening the unexpected so to speak yeah I'm really curious what you guys have to say yeah same here so if you think about this like what would you say Maria are like the the top key takeaways for our listeners today
1: all right well number one look at the statistics analyze all available information and all similar cases to um, inform your planning better that's number one number two um take an outside view um don't try to um unfocus for a moment and have this bigger picture and ask for help if needed and so number three, uh, be a little bit pessimistic. And uh, try, as Stephanie just said, try to have these uh, buffers if it, either it's money or time. Um, yeah, uh, plan for the worst. Or even worst, 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 worst. Exactly, 10x the worst. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks, um, Steph, for exploring um, the uh, uh, planning fallacy uh, together with me. It's a really, as you know, it's a really important and, and uh, topic I care about. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the feedback from the listeners. Enjoy your uh, weekend, everyone, and thanks for listening. Thank you, and bye bye.